Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Of course, we're still in lockdown, live from our respective living rooms. But we had some good guests today, Andy, didn't we? We did. We had a lot of fun, too. So uh, we uh, we did a bit of chat with ourselves. We had Moose came on and did his uh, program quiz, which is a bit more production value this week. I thought it was pretty good fun. We had a chat yeah. with him about food and uh, talked a bit about rice. And then uh, we heard from our Rio road trip uh, from about six years ago. And that did make me laugh sitting there, so I hope you'll enjoy that. We had a more of a chat. Uh, Steve Bruce, uh, Dan's kept going with his Steve Bruce uh, mystery story. Yeah. Simon Brodkin, the comedian, he came on, and uh, you'll hear a bit from him. And yeah. Mike Ward with his excellent uh, guide to the evening's uh, TV and more. That's it. Well, I think that pretty much uh, tells you all you need to know. We hope uh, you enjoy it. Here it is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And I'm fascinated by this person, a YouTube star, Casey Budd, 26. She's told her 50,000 subscribers that she has barely eaten solid food for a year because she gets all her nourishment through breathing. She's a breatharian. I was thinking that's not a bad oh. idea. Safe queuing, safe queuing at Lidl's. It would do, wouldn't it? A breatharian. I've not heard of the breatharians before, Andy. How does, how does it work? Old breatharians. I think I played against them once. <laughs> tremendous you yeah, learn to breathe did, properly. They didn't from... have oranges at half time. They just did a lot of deep breaths, if I remember right. <laughs> That's right. You learn to breathe properly from right inside your body. The transformation yeah. I've felt, she says, uh, since adopting this lifestyle has been incredible. I've heard of this before. My wife used to talk about this years ago, saying right. that the people that could survive without food. I love the story about yeah. the kid who begged his brother for an old man haircut he'd seen on TV. I don't know if you saw that in the yeah. sun this morning. And uh, I don't know if it was an old <laughs> match of the day featuring Bobby Charlton. Perhaps that was what inspired him. <laughs> was great it's a very old haircut a kind of sweep on a kid it's a very funny image they've got they've got comedy chops those kids they know what works it's very funny go and check it out the pictures are great 
And we hear a lot about uh, football stars not donating money. We're going to talk about this later in the show. But football star Aaron Ramsey donated £3,000 uh, to charity, uh, only to be mistaken. This was on live t- TV, only to be mistaken for yeah. a TV chef, Gordon Ramsay. I thought, it's a great excuse. He could, Aaron could have just started swearing like Matt. <laughs> Gordon would have got yeah. the blame for it. It, <laughs> it was, was his perfect. window to, uh, yeah, to do that, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, Yesterday, looking at Facebook, uh, Tony Incenzo, of course, the great commentator and QPR correspondent and groundhopper, uh, yeah. he had a question on uh, his, uh, basically on his, uh, I'm here, where are you, Paul? There you go. I'm back. I'm on back. Carry on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so he had a question on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry if I You're can't see you. You're great on the hoof, aren't going. you? You're well, a natural on the on. hoof. Well, I am. (laughs) Any circumstances, Andy can cope. Don't worry about it. (laughs) None at all. And yes, I am. And uh, he basically put a question on uh, Facebook. It was a serious question. I think he said, "Should I disinfect my shopping?" When I bring it home, I said, I said, is this an April fall or something? What are you talking about? Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just put all your shopping straight into a bath of Dettol? That'll do it. But anyway, I think he, he quite enjoyed my comment. Well, like, and, look, it's, um, it's, Andy, can I just defend Tony to an extent? I'm not saying you're disinfecting, but you are handling packaging, aren't you, that somebody else has maybe picked up off the shelves? I mean, at that stage, you probably just want to wash your hands when you come in. Can oh, you no, you must wash your hands. Little, yeah, but, uh, you can have a little a Dettol, a, a, a sort of dilute <laughs> Dettol wipe over all your pa- I don't mean over every apple or banana, but I mean you know there's a case to be well, made for yes. that. You can get it well, from the right list of places. I don't you <laughs> giving out duff can. information. There's enough of that. I'm, on the not, giving out, I'm not giving out any information. If and, Tony uh, Incenzo fourth- gets it from a diseased <laughs> apple, it's your fault. It will be my fault. And uh, in the forthcoming uh, marriages uh, section today in the Times, this one I'm not making this up. This one's unbelievable. Captain N. J. McPherson is marrying somebody called Miss C. F. Clare. Marriage. That's her last name. M-A-R-R-I-A-G-E. Marriage. It's a shame she's not marrying the former Yorkshire cricketer Jim Love. That would have been perfect, but uh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Also, Linus Morissette to wants, to, wants to write that down somewhere because that would be perfect. The only way the woman uh, lost the name marriage was when she got married. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? As, uh, oh, absolutely. As Alanis would no doubt tell us if she listened to Talk Sport, which I'm guessing she doesn't. Uh, now, uh, last night I was watching Pointless, and Cliff Jones, a great friend of the show, Spurs stalwart, of course, his son yeah. was on Pointless. Steve, did you see that? yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. yeah, he did pretty well, actually. So that was good to see him. What else? I finished watching Rocky. That was excellent. Oh, and I also started watching a series on Sky Cricket called Ashes in the 80s. And it's the sort of thing you watch in a rain break. And I was thinking to myself, we are on a ba- basically a 12-week rain break, so it's not a bad idea to watch it. So <laughs> yeah. it, was quite, it was quite interesting. Some of the cricket, I mean, Gow, what a wonderful player. Gow was in his pomp, you know, absolutely golden period he had in the sort of mid-80s. So, yeah, and all sorts of stuff like that. So it was very, very enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, uh, people in else? the world What's of cricket, Andy, I'm just saying people in the world of cricket, mm. um, who, including our own top team who brought the recent tours, they're the people best placed to, to fill um, when there's not much happening in the world of sport. And there may have been a case to have put David Gow and Mikey Holding and Nasser and one or two others just on TV until the virus ends. <laughs> and they can just they can talk about cricket. Time, they can show some. Anyway, let's go back now to uh, 19, and then they can go back and watch some old games. Just keep yeah, in the studio. I don't know if they're <laughs> breathitarians, whatever they're called. They may not need food. Food, I don't know. But they're the kings don't. of filling. They're the kings of filling time. 
Did you see that talking filling time? Did you see that thing about binge watching uh, TV? Apparently, if you want to binge watch all of Homes Under the Hammer, it would take the whole of April to watch it. So if you've got nothing else to do and you're wow. a fan of Homes Under the Hammer, that's one for you. Has anybody actually done the stats? On, we were told yesterday, who told us that he'd watched the whole of uh, Netflix? He finished it yesterday. Harry Hill said he'd watch, Hill, finished yeah. Netflix yesterday. <laughs> Somebody should do the maths, shouldn't they, and, and tell us what it would take to finish the whole of Netflix. I'd love to know. I think it's probably longer than the end of April. Definitely. Uh, and you know that I love sunspots. I mean, we get a lot out of it over the year, but they really are struggling at the moment. Sunspot, this one that made it this morning, this would never These normally get tiny, in. You should point out what they are, Andy. These little features, little five or six word, oh, yeah. ten word stories they have in the paper. Yeah. And they're always sort of oddities and little, and you have a bit of fun with them. And sometimes they're Johnny Nash's and more questions and answers. You don't really know. But this one, I don't know how this got in there. Well, I do because there's nothing else. Retired financial consultant Anne Steele, 66, found a blue tit nesting in her postbox in Underwood Knots. She said it was quite a surprise. I mean, it's already a story to get in the paper, is it, really? But well done to her for that. These and finally stories, they, they are pretty hard to come by uh, at the moment. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Uh, coming up in a few moments' time, it's the Moose's Golden Years, his new game show. Before that, though, in today's uh, Sun, big piece, uh, out of order, it said. It was David Beckham had been sharing some Instagram uh, pictures with his oh, followers. Yeah. And uh, he was having a bit of uh, sausage and mash, as I'm sure many people have great British comfort food. Uh, but the trouble is, uh, people have said, said here, f- appalled fans called it alarming. I mean, really, get some perspective, folks. <laughs> what he did, what he did was he had um, sausage and mash, and with it, he had a bit of gravy on his sausage and mash, and he had a few beans, and he had a bit of coleslaw uh, added to it. And uh, different people took to his Instagram saying, oh, gravy and coleslaw touching like it's going it's like going to set up some sort of nuclear fusion or something <laughs> but people were absolutely but you know because everybody has got their little foibles haven't they? they've got their little foodie foibles that little combo or that little thing you eat where you think how could anybody uh, do that really and, and, and how could you eat that combination how could you put that as a sauce on your food. Andy, have you got one top of your head? or have you, have you, Do you do that? No, <clears throat> I don't actually. Because, You're quite a traditionalist, uh, aren't you, really? I'm, I'm quite a fussy eater and I don't sort of, yeah. I don't like things that bleed into other things. It's like, I don't like horseradish cream when I'm in my roast beef and Sunday. Uh, because it sort of bleeds into the gravy. but I'm Food bleeding, you're very anti that, <laughs> I am. But this piece, I mean, honestly, it was an interesting piece, but I, I, I hate it when they sort of explain stuff to people. And it says here, Brits love bangers, mash and gravy, bangers and coleslaw, uh, brackets, cabbage, carrots and onions in meds. Who doesn't know what coleslaw is? Is there anybody <laughs> in Britain that doesn't know? <laughs> you know, this idea this middle-class people have that somehow working-class people won't know what coleslaw is. I should imagine coleslaw is available in every single shop Food shop in this town, in this country, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine you're absolutely right. Uh, I've just it took me back to my my late stepdad, who um, I remember once being quite shocked and stunned by him eating. And I think it probably goes back to the war uh, when they didn't have anything and they would eat. They would just eat anything they could get. Was the sugar sandwich? This is two big doorsteps oh. of bread, <laughs> thick, bad. thick butter <laughs> spread on it, and then sugar just sugar. spread. Sugar, a sh- I mean, really, what you, you're not surprised that that's the combo, but a sugar sandwich. And I could, and he had, he had fantastic teeth. 
Yeah, I mean, he ever, he, I mean, he ever went to the dentist. So, look, <laughs> what do we know? But anyway, this is the perfect time to speak to our next guest. Let's bring you his uh, theme music for this little section, and then we'll chat to the moose. And we'll ask you, by the way, TalkSport listeners, have you got any foodie foibles like Beck's? We have a bit of coleslaw and the gravy and the bangers and mash. Che- uh, Moose's tuna pancakes are disgusting. Oh, I know. Well, we'll come on to those in a moment. But just to let you know, to get in touch, TalkSport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. We'll bring you the best of them this afternoon and make I mean Beck shouldn't feel bad about himself it's completely up to him but anyway here's the moose then with his new program related game show Golden Years years. who would have known that uh, David Bowie and the moose would work together indirectly Uh, (laughs) good afternoon Ian (laughs) good afternoon Paul how are you hi Andy how are you you alright hi Ian Good. I've got one already come in. They've not put their name. They've just said beetroot and macaroni cheese. Superb. That is that is bleeding oh, of the highest scale. Food that's bleeding, disgusting. That <laughs> even, yeah. My kids, my kids have um, peanut butter and jam sandwiches. Oh, I, that's, I, I a, that's a that's a that's a kind of US uh, staple. I think. Oh, oh that's, yeah, that's, that's not, good. That's that's pretty good. I wouldn't oh. have a problem with that. Oh. So those no. tuna pancakes. But you'd like. Yeah. You'd, remember the old office? We've often talked about it. Where you would go in and you'd kind of put some old fish in the microwave for ten minutes, <laughs> and stink mm. the whole building out. Do you have memories of that? Mm. Yeah, I didn't see anything wrong with that. I mean, I need to heat my fish up and, <laughs> for, lunch, for lunch. I mean, you know. Oh dear! It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. The smell. I, I, I think. I think. I mean, listen. I mean, you know, I used to work with a young lady called Robin Schoenhofer, yeah. who now is working for the NHS and doing a great job for she them. Sure, really sure is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and she used to come in every day and tear <clears> off a strip. But I, I, I think she was overhyping. To be honest, how bad the smell was. It was listen, after after about five minutes, you couldn't tell. Couldn't tell the difference really. Everything you had smelled of copy decks. If I mean, it was like fish. It was like carpet glue. Everything that you seemed to have in front of you smelled of copy decks. It, oh, it was well. It wasn't. Blimey. It wasn't not it, copy decks. What's that trouble, stuff called? Was it? Is that right? Am I going mad? What's it called? That stuff. Come, on, come back to me. Keep going. The trouble was that the trouble was that what I was heating out wasn't always necessarily cooked the night before. It might have been a couple of days, you know, before that. So, you know, but it all been in the fridge. So it was all perfectly fine to me. I mean, listen. Yeah, I'm Wait. still here, aren't I? You are, you are you're still here. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I saw you uh, right. having a kickabout in the garden, Moose. Yeah, that was sensational. Yes. On, was it no, on a everyone, everyone, No, no. I, no what, what, what it was was that um, I'd seen a few uh, people put on um, social media they were kicking balls from distance into a dustbin. And, and I, I, our dustbin was out the front of the house and I thought, I can't be bothered to go and get it and weed it into the garden. So what I thought I'd do was I'd put a uh, box that we put some of the grass cuttings in uh, on top of our trampoline. I try and kick the ball into that. I mean, it can't be that difficult. But it, it, as I proved, it, it was very difficult. So I'm going to try and think of some easier type of footballing trick uh, to do <laughs> for my next video. So let's have then the, the second instalment of your program quiz. Just explain to those who didn't hear it last week how it all works. Okay, so I've got about twenty-five thousand football programs um, sitting in, in my uh, in my room downstairs. My wife would happily uh, get a bonfire tonight and burn a lot of them. But for, for <laughs> me, uh, you know, for me, I, I love I love just you know, you know, some people like going and watching Netflix and doing you know things in their garden. I, I love just an hour of sitting 
just getting a box out, not knowing what particular years they are, and just going through loads of programs, remembering either the games or, or just remember sort of going along that period and watching football. Anyway, yeah. so, because I'm quite sad like that. So I thought what I'd do was that I'd get a couple of programs every week. Yeah. Give you a few, a few clues to what the game was, mm-hmm. who the two teams were, but you really to guess the year. And then sort of just a general chat about it. But last week was way too easy because you got it very quickly, both of you. So some of the clues this week are a little bit more difficult. Um, and, and judging by Andy's one out of four, the other day on um, Don't Ask Me. Uh, could be very problematic, I'm afraid, Andy, for you, if you, if you the, the, some of the questions <clears throat> on here. But anyway, let's, let's, should we give it a go? Yes, crack yeah, on. I, with think it, we're yeah. gonna, I think we're going to not, we're going to let you ask all the questions so people at home yes. can play, just in case we got it early. So we decided this week we'd let you do ask all the questions. And we'll try okay, and give try you a year at the end. That lets the listeners have a guess as well. So let's crack on. So here the, we go. The first programme I've got is uh, an England international programme. So I'll mm. give you that bit of information. Yeah. On the front cover, it shows a picture of an England international from the 1960s. And right. the programme costs £4. Okay, So that wow. gives you a ballpark idea of yeah. what year we're in. Also in that year, there's an interview with the England manager at the time. I'm not going to give you his name because that would completely give it away. But one of the questions they asked him was, does he have any particular views on the new golden goal ruling so obviously the golden Oof. goal ruling of football Ooh. had just come into play yeah now i'm gonna give you a bit of a clue on the two teams now obviously england being one of them so i was going to give you three england players all beginning with uh, s uh, St- uh, so steve howie of newcastle was in the squad yeah steve McManaman of liverpool was in the squad yeah and steve stone of Nottingham forest in the squad the opposition stone? included three players whose names began with s all called stefan so Stefan Honcho of Hamburg was in the squad. Yeah. Stefan Chapwizat of Borussia Dortmund was in the squad. And Stefan Lehmann was in the squad as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you're still looking for a clue, this song was a particular song highlighted for this particular game. Great song, isn't it? <laughs> That's it's a Mick, dirge, it's isn't Mick, it? It's Mick Hucknall, isn't it? I do remember yeah. the song. I think and I've got it. I think I've got it. Go on, go on, Andy. <clears throat> I'm going England versus Switzerland, 1996. <clears throat> You're and going you 1996, yes? Um, what do you well, I, England, um, I, I agree because it was an official England song and it was the England-Switzerland game. And Terry Venables was that manager, wasn't it? He was. You're absolutely spot on. It's the opening game of Euro 96. <clears throat> Unbelievably, and I, I listened a couple of weeks ago when you, you spoke with uh, Frank Skinner and you were talking about Three Lions. I mean, can you imagine? Three Lions wasn't the official song. It was. It, it became the unofficial song that all the fans sang. But that, that droning on there from Mick Hucknall <laughs> was the official song. We're in this together. Oh, come on. Mm. <laughs> no, you're right. Compare that. I mean... <laughs> Can you name, yeah, here's, a, here's one for you, a, a yeah. supplementary. Can you name the eight grounds that were used during Euro 96? Eight wow. grounds. Uh, well, uh, Wembley, um, Wembley's uh, Villa, one, yeah. Villa Park, uh, Anfield. Three. Uh, uh, what, blimey, they're the ones Old I, Trafford. Well, Old Trafford. Four, yeah. Four, four to get. That, these, are, four. these are the hardest. St. James's Park. Yeah, five. Five. 
Uh, it's three to get. One, one. If you get, if you get the heart, one is really difficult. I think really hard. Okay. I, I, I can give you a clue if you want as to who played it there. Who it played the, the, Dell, the, the games it? there? To, no. So Turkey, Croatia was at this ground. Right. Right. And also at this ground was Portugal against Turkey, and Croatia against Portugal. So that group was at the, this this ground. I'm I mean, just I'm trying to think of big grounds. Big grounds from that era, you would have had... Well, Hillsborough. Yeah, yeah that's one. You've got two more to get. Um, neither, neither, mm. neither, neither now in the Premier League. Okay. Uh, trying to, geographically, people shouting out the answers, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ellen Road, would Ellen Road been one? Ellen Road's one. And now, now, now this, this one, the most difficult, the one where those three games are played. Jonathan Turner's, Jonathan got, Turner's got the remaining one. I think, well, I could be wrong. He thinks he has. He says the city ground. Is that right? And Jonathan Turner is absolutely right. Well done, well done, Jonathan. Well done, Jonathan. I completely yeah, forgot. Yeah, Brilliant. That's, right. that's, so well done. You got, still yeah. no, no great surprise there. <laughs> <laughs> you, wait, you wait till next week, Andy, when this is a question on Don't Ask Me. You'll yeah, still think exactly. about it. Yeah. So well, that's good. Right. I, I enjoyed that. We've got one more of you. Yeah, that's yeah, two a week. Okay. So, um, good. All right. Let's squeeze another. We'll, go on, we'll squeeze it in because we just, yeah, can okay. carry on. Yeah, it's so fun. It's the West Ham. It's a West Ham program. Right. Cost one pound fifty. Yeah. On the right. front is a a picture of West Ham playing the week before when they lost three one at Spurs. Oh, that's I like and if, that. if I if <laughs> if I if I open up the program, it's got. Um, one of those sort of picture collages of West Ham's 1-0 win over Chelsea in the League Cup third round that year and playing Ooh. for Chelsea in one of these pictures Jakob Kielberg wow Ooh. blimey that'll be late 90s that'll be I reckon that's about 90, I'm going 97 okay so West Ham team in, that, in, in this year yeah. for this game included Adrian Whitbread Matthew Rush Blimey. And Mike Marsh. The opposition, because wow. you haven't got the opposition yet, Simon Grayson, yeah. Mike Whitlow, Simon and Grayson. Franz Carr. Ooh, okay. Franz Carr played for Forrest, didn't he? But who else yeah. did he play for? Ooh. Okay. Uh, I'd go. Okay, well, I, All right, keep going. Well, yeah, before yeah, you, yeah. Before you, ever, before you ever go, right, and here's a clue to the year. Okay. Uh, this is an audio clue. Uh, someone we know scoring a rather famous goal. It's not easy. Onto it comes Houghton. And Houghton with a shot, and it's there! Oh! Bring me back, and I'll do the job for you, Jack. And he's done just that. That gives it away, of course, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Andy, you, I'm going to go first then. Oh, it's, it's 1994. That's what I've got, it 1994. Is, yeah. It, is a, it was the 5th of November, 1994. West Ham against who? Do you want me to give you the rest of the team they were playing? Go on, give us a few more of the yeah. names. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So Gavin Ward was in goal. Then it was Simon Grayson, Mike yeah. Whitlow, Nicky Moen, Neil Lewis, Franz Carr, Mark Draper, Mark Blake, Lee Philpott, Ewan Roberts, and Julian Jurchin. The last one should give it away. Leicester. Leicester, yeah. Leicester. Yeah, Leicester is correct. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And by the way, just one, just one quick one. Inside, it's got a list, um, a, a, a magazine that bought out a list of the richest players, uh, footballers in that year. Top of the list is Paul Gascoigne with £7 million, ahead of Kenny Dalglish, David Platt, and Bobby Charlton was still up there with £6.5 million. Wow. Was he? 
in 1990. The richest players. What about that? Like... Yeah, richest football. The richest sportsman, apparently, according to this uh, survey, was Nigel Mansell on £45 million. Pounds. Oh, well, fantastic. Well, yeah. And some women get out of bed for seven million quid now, would they? So if we would believe what Absolutely we were. Absolutely not. You, yeah. you used to do a very good Nigel Mansell when he came on the show. What, me? I just, I'd need to work at it. It's just, I, 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 I've not done me Nigel. I don't, get a lot of, I don't get much Nigel Mansell work now. The work's dried up. The work's dried up, really. So. Well done, Moose. That was fun. We will, Thank uh, you, Moose. We'll catch up with you next week. All the best. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll dig up two more for you next week. Glad you enjoyed it. There we are. There's the moose well. with his uh, golden years. Uh, uh, Harry, who's um, working with us this afternoon, he's a bit of a, a man who doesn't mind a bit of food bleeding. He's, he's got a picture of his Sunday dinner here from the other day. Uh, and he's got all sorts. I mean, he's got peas on it. He's got potatoes on it. Two Yorkshires. Uh, a load of rice. Gravy. and Rice? Tom- yeah. Oh, yeah. Rice, <laughs> rice. and tomato sauce, uh, which he's... Uh, is he with child? He seems to have smuggled, <laughs> smuggled it, everything in tomato sauce. So, look, David Beckham, is, he's, he's sounding all right. He doesn't seem to have an issue. Compo in Merton says, I always have cottage pie with baked beans on the side, which my mates find ridiculous. Again, Compo, that's a staple. I wouldn't have any any problem. Baked beans on a roast dinner, <laughs> uh, said one of the listeners. That's his girlfriend's thing. David Beckham's been called out for having a bit of coleslaw. Uh, and gravy, admittedly, that is a bit of a push, on his bangers and mash. So keep telling us yes. uh, this afternoon about your little foodie foibles and make Bex feel better about himself. And talking of rice, I don't know if you saw this story in the Sun this morning. Story. A woman found her phone two months after dropping it into a river, yeah. and it still worked. And uh, basically, she dropped it. She thought that it was too dangerous to get. She returned to the same spot in Staines in Surrey uh, last week and spotted the iPhone 8 on the riverbed. So she basically, the couple dried out the handset in a bowl of rice, and after a charge, it was stunned that it still worked. And the amazing wow. thing about that story is not the fact that the phone worked after two months, but the fact that she had any rice. Was able to find some. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that will shock us in years to come. And you might feel like the world has stopped spinning on its axis at the moment, but uh, the good people at Apple uh, are ready to launch the iPhone 12. Uh, talk about that will oh. stop for no man. It might be slightly delayed because they can't get the parts. But, uh, yeah, September, out comes the iPhone 12. So however much you feel your life is falling apart, if you're an iPhone, <laughs> there'll still be people trying to virtually queue outside or six feet apart at outside the Apple store weren't there in September the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport let's take you back to the World Cup 2014 uh, memories then of Rio we've been playing you a little bit every day so uh, yeah let's head back there now day six of uh, the little road trip to Rio <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. It's been a bit of an eventful morning already. The lift in our flat uh, broke down, so yeah. we, uh, we we had to use. We eventually discovered the service lift, and yeah. then we came back. Paul said to me, uh, "I think we should go one at a time, like in case it got." It's stuck. a bit like you don't fly together because <laughs> yeah. you've got so a job said, to do. So I said to you, "That'll be great if you're the one that gets stuck in the lift. I've got to do three hours on my own. <laughs> the worst just, show ever." We just said, <laughs> "I know." If Andy was doing the show, he'd say, "Well, welcome back to where are we? Oh, we're in Rio, and what time is?" 
oh, what? Yeah. And uh, joining us now is... Uh, sorry, who are you? <laughs> It'd be that sort of show, wouldn't it be a Don't Ask Me special? It, it would be a Don't Ask Me special. And uh, honestly, we've had, we've had, it's been great here. It really is fabulous fun. And This uh, view is... I mean, oh, uh, yeah. where do we start? We're kind of halfway down the, uh, the strip in Copacabana Beach. So yeah. to our left... Um, Mike we just Parry. Had, well, we see yes, these sons, tentacles, Mike Parry. But it's all—it's basically it's all yeah. beach. Beach to the left of us, beach to the right of us, Ipanema to the right of Stuck us. Stuck in the middle of love. Copacabana to the left of us, and the weather is fantastic. I think we're in but for a pretty. When you're away week. for a long time and you, you start getting into mad conversations, and yesterday uh, we're having like, our producer Tom is doing a fantastic job here, and we were just conjecturing what would happen if we were cannibals and we decided that we wanted to eat the moose. They, d- they did this. They did this sober, by the way. Yeah. There was very little consumed yesterday, no, no, and they did this no. sober, which is slightly worrying. So I favoured sort of spit-roasting him. Yeah, Tom yeah. was a little bit worried. Let's, let's not well, say no. that too many times. Yeah, I think was, people terrible mental images. Tom was worrying that he'd be a bit fatty, so I said, well, we'd have to render him first. <laughs> then uh, you thought uh, a kebab, like a kebab shop. We'd just take his legs off, take his head off, <laughs> stick him on a spike, serve him with uh, all the salads, chilli sauce, lemon. <laughs> That would be my thinking. Although well, I wanted no part of this. No, I didn't join in this. I, no. just, I was only asked at the end. We'd obviously bleed him for the black pudding and then obviously... <laughs> <laughs> and then Macca's apple that he failed to get in on the stadium. Yeah, they would obviously him ram that apple. straight in his mouth, serve him up on the table. Honestly, I think he'd be delicious. <laughs> you think? I do. Uh, is he kosher? I think he would be, wouldn't well, he? he? would be. Yeah, of course he would be. <laughs> um, so you'd be all right. He'd be great for a bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Feed about 150 people. He is up for, he is up for anything. Uh, he is up for absolutely anything. Oh, yeah. So he might is. well do it, which will be fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, so, do you want a bit of this? Uh, cause big I've got brother. A few, I've got a few lined up. Now, well, let me just... Uh, let you know what's been uh, going on. Uh, uh, if you've not heard the show yet from Rio, uh, we're all living together. All the talk sport presenters and producers mm. are living in three different apartments on, on Copacabana. And uh, Andy kind of stalks them and uh, picks up little tidbits, little things that have been going on mm. amongst the team and some of the stuff that have been getting. So nobody, nobody is safe, Andy, are they? No, no. Although you can't do the one uh, today on what I call the lift, not at this time of day when <laughs> no, it wasn't obviously. working. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, you, would you like to give us uh, the Talksport yeah. Big Brother house? Here, oh, we, here go. we go. Cue the music. Day nine, and Moose has offered up the theme from Neighbours in the company sing-song led by Australian Chief Executive Scott Taunton and almost gets sucked. <laughs> it's true, it's nearly what AA wanted him out of the bus. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Day 11. I don't know why I've gone two yeah, days. Just, it's, we've missed two days. <laughs> yeah, and he's lost two days of his life in four seconds. Day 11. And Oxby and Jacobs producer Tom Hughes is mourning about the bananas in Brazil. He prefers British ones. <laughs> Apparently, these are too sweet. Day 10. I've gone back yeah, to just, just say any day. I think <laughs> we've given up on the right day. Back at base, Talksport London, phone up Reese Lutt. Reese Locke has caused great hilarity because he can't pronounce the name of Bet365 betting expert Steve Freeth. He certainly can't. <laughs> and he's got to phone him in a minute because he's coming on. Day 11. And Adrian Durham, greeting his old friend, former TalkSport producer Pete Gibbons, treads on a tomato ketchup sachet and ruins Pete's only pair of trousers. Because his luggage got lost at the airport <laughs> and it looks like something from a Sam Peckinpah film. <laughs> Day 10. And the team have introduced weekend sports producer Ian Morris to Japanese food for the first time. He's so impressed, he's moving to Kyoto and marrying a geisha girl. <laughs> Which will be news to the missus. And yeah, he's, not really he's not really Morris, Mrs. Morris. Not, and, no, and, and, and not the wee Morris really. is. He's 
not. Actually, he features again, actually, old Leslie. He says, Day 10, TalkSport Weekend Sports producer Les Morris has had to pay for Stan's sheets to be clean so Ray Parler can have clean ones. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that's yeah. going on I've out got here. more, but... It's I'll all quite I'll... mundane. We're not going to nightclubs. No. We're washing Stan's sheets and then Ray Parler's got clean ones. This is what's going on. Anyway, <laughs> there we are, the Big yeah, Brother. Yeah. More, more tomorrow, though. Big Brother house tomorrow. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've noticed here that everything gets weighed. So, for example, we mentioned that Budgeons, where we have breakfast... They, they, it's not really Budgeons, no, it's no. light Budgeons. It's light Budgeons. Other yeah, supermarkets yeah, are, they are available. available. But it's like a little corner supermarket. And you, yeah. It's a normal supermarket. You go to the back of the supermarket and there's a little... Little cafe. Little cafe. Makes there. good coffee, which yeah. is getting worse by the day, there's, there's never any croissants there, but I'm not complaining. No. Anyway, so when there are croissants there, you, 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 you weigh them. They don't yeah. set it by the croissant, they set it by the weight. And Tim Vickery explained that was because a few years ago, uh, the manufacturers of bread sort of started cheating on the loaf. So you buy a loaf and you'd cut it and there'd be a big hole in the middle of it. <laughs> so they're now... They're now in it. Yeah. We're trying to educate our young producer here, uh, Tom Hughes. Tom, how old are you? I don't even know how old you are. 28. 28, yeah. Well, yeah. you're at least 40. No, 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 he doesn't. He looks about 28. And, uh, and of course, Paul and I are of a certain age. Yeah, our we, cultural references are different. They are completely different. So the other day when uh, our chief executive and our program director, Liam Fisher, was were popping in. Yeah, uh, to I, I pointed out, I, I said, it'd be good to see the guys. I said, I'm mm. sure they're going to come in and do a young Mr. Grace. Of course, the people of a certain age will <laughs> know. Um, that'll be to say, you're all doing very well. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Tom Appard, you said, who's young Mr. Grey? <laughs> Young Mr. So there we had to go take him right through the old concept of are you being served? I'm free. Uh, Mrs. Slocum and a, a cat. I won't do it this time of day because it could be misconstrued. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I said to him, by the time you finish working with us, you will have an extensive. He'll be knowledge. old before your years. He'll be doing stuff about double your money. None of your friends will know what you're talking yeah, about. Michael yeah. Miles on Take Your Pick. He'll be doing all that, won't he? Yeah, Open did. the box. He'll be shouting to his friends. Yeah, yeah. We did uh, Huey Green with him, uh, uh, and then of course Jim Prowfer. Oh, he's such a lovely guy, Jim. Yeah. He? We had a great chat with him the other night, and he filled us in on all the possibilities of the week and what's going to happen. But I said to him, Jim has a look of him, about him, of uh, the great American actor Carl Morden from the streets of San Francisco. Yeah, sure. Well, thank you for that. No. So, yeah. I, so I was saying to... Young uh, Carl Morden. Yeah, young Carl Morden. Made some great films. So of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, Tom looks at me and says, what are you talking about? Who's Carl Morden? So I, of course, gave him my instant Carl Morden impersonation yeah. kit, which involves sticking two fingers up your nose. Yeah, I don't like that and one. So, you know, what do you like that? And yeah. Yeah. You do look like Carl Morton. Anybody can do it if you yeah. want. Your little well, yeah, feel free at home. <laughs> Let's all do the Carl Morton. Hashtag Carl Morton. You better take a that's photo. Gonna, that's we'll going to get trended amongst the kids, <laughs> isn't it? That is. <laughs> and, of course, I've been doing Alan Wicker all week, which has driven him completely mad. Yeah, of course. Yes. But, uh, not, no. not just him. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. David Beckham uh, has been appalling, apparently, his Instagram followers by taking a, a picture of his dinner. He had sausage mash, beans, gravy. Uh, and coleslaw, and it's the coleslaw that seems to have thrown people. You're telling us about some of your foodie foibles. Uh, one of our listeners says, and put your name on this one, unfortunately, but as a family, we always had Yorkshire pudding with gravy and beetroot as a starter on Sunday. I cannot eat the beetroot. Beetroot and celery do for me, I'm afraid. So Yeah, you're not a fan. Uh, this comes from Chris Porch. Good afternoon, Chris. Uh, uh, brown sauce on roast dinners, a big no-no, uh, he says. I take it you'd agree with that as a man who doesn't like any bleeding. 
of foods. Yeah, I would agree with that, 100%. Oh, this is, this is a dry heaver, this is, from Dave Mumford. Cod in butter sauce with pasta with brown sauce on top. Oh, dear. Oh, no, that's oh, fine. a retcher. That's a retcher, man. That's retcher. terrible. That's a retcher. <laughs> that's no good, uh, is it? Uh, so, Andy, beyond that, keep them coming. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. Now, we've made the Daily Star texting section today, Paul. Wow, what a great honour. Yeah. My life is it complete. Is, I, it is for me. We've been mentioned before, but this is, this is a good one. This one, it says, uh, H&J dissing the Daily Star on Talk Sport. It's got to be better than trying to smile. Oh, sorry. It's got to be better trying to smile than discussing why this is the time to reform inheritance tax with Mike Parry. Says Judy <laughs> B. <laughs> well, look, he brought it up. We didn't. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Now, I didn't realise that um, Queens, because Queens has been cancelled as well as the as Wimbledon. Oh, Um, what a pity! And I know you're a big tennis fan, Andy. And I I see your bottom lips quivering. I can see you on house party. You're upset. But Andy Murray was tweeting about it. He said, uh, "Very sad that the Fever Tree Championship at Queens and uh, Wimbledon has been cancelled." And I didn't Mm. know the good people at Fever Tree uh, were the sponsors of Queens because I've only ever been been to Queens once in the Mm. sort of early to mid nineties on a jolly from work, and it was the Stella Artois, and uh, we were invited into the sponsors' tent and um, the the strong continental lager. Others are available flowed quite freely so can you imagine the combination of uncovered seats in 85 degrees hot weather uh and a, a few pints of stella uh, it's a king of the brutal headaches it's seemingly the worst headache i've ever had uh, oh, no. in my life so that's my memory of uh, queens about sort of four paracetamol down it was uh, <clears throat> anyway but i didn't know the good they've gone oh, no. from one extreme to the other at fever uh, with uh, queens haven't they really they have. Now, it's a survey about tennis, actually. Uh, oh, yeah. Brains, brain set and match. Uh, tennis lovers are the cleverest sports fans, and those who follow American football are the dimmest, the study has suggested. Yeah, it seems a bit um, weird. I know. It was by golfsupport.com. So, uh, 1,600 people were asked. Uh, Roger Federer was seen as the cleverest sports star. Uh, David Beckham was seen as the second smartest. I don't know why people should find that strange. But it is interesting. It does prove my point that tennis is a sport for people who don't like sport. So, there you go but yeah it's fair enough but people will miss it there's no question about that i've often thought that uh, not often I've, I've been thinking that there are too many football podcasts i mean you know they're all <laughs> having a worthy go at it but i do think that you know there's the original ones that are great but i just think it's become a sort of genre that i think is over full and you can tell it's over full because often they'll say even in sort of when there's a lot of football going on they say have you got any questions for us you think well, come up with your own content. Come up with your own questions. I, I, I once said, why are there so many football podcasts? And uh, yesterday, one said, uh, have you got any questions for us? And uh, let us know your favourite players whose name starts with D. I mean, really, well, desperate. <laughs> desperate starts with D. For goodness sake. So do you, oh, do you want to be the man in charge of culling? Um, I, you, I do. You do. So you, <laughs> you want to get the gig of culling football podcast. If, look, Andy, they're done with, they're created with love, and if they give one person a bit of pleasure, then they deserve to be out there. Don't be, such, do don't be such a curmudgeon. There's absolutely I, no reason I'll, to I'll get I'll let Max keep podcast. his, because I know, I know he's yeah. the original and best, as he always yeah. tells me. <laughs> That's very <laughs> true. Is, 
which um, is good. Now, uh, Belarus, Andy. You know Belarus has continued playing. Even mm. fans in Belarus say enough is enough. Some of the <laughs> really? fans of yeah, some of the fans of the teams they're saying they, they realise I think that they're still playing every week and no one else is. So they've asked they've asked the league to stop. I mean, it's not many fans in the world saying, oh, for goodness sake, you know, we can't be this out of step with the rest of the world. Just stop. The, the, the president said all you need to do is drink vodka. If only it was that simple. But, uh, yeah. you know, they, they, they will eventually surely have to stop. They can't keep this going. It's not right. Um, yeah, I was just looking for a bit. I've there, got one for you, Andy. Just okay. one more. Uh, Max oh, yeah, is here invi- it is. Max is inviting you on to the world's biggest football podcast. Uh, <laughs> you have survived the cull, the Jacob's cull, Max. Pass on the good word to Barry and <laughs> Philippe and the gang. Um, uh, this comes from uh, Jamie, who says, I used to have cheddar cheese and mint sauce sandwiches when I was at school in the 80s and 90s. That's a bleak oh, old combo. That's I, a horrible combo. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm tempted to try it, but only tempted, Jamie. Thank you very much for that. Uh, it's a quite vinegary, cheesy thing. Oh, I don't think that sounds nice. Would my you, dad used my wife. Okay. My wife will eat anything. Here she is. Okay. Would you eat cheddar cheese with mint sauce? <laughs> not ideal. She's not saying. ideal. Okay, we're very much on the B list. It's when it's when we go into further lockdown. That's and that's all that's left on the shelves. That's it. It's all right. You've probably only been listening to half. She only listens to one half of the show. My bit. Oh no, she doesn't listen to any of it today. Okay. Thanks for yeah. thanks for the support. <laughs> she was listening. Oh yeah. Oh okay. She was oh, yeah. listening she likes to Mike a- Ward. She was listening to a football podcast. She's been sending in footballers with a name D. <laughs> Dennis Stewart. She loves that podcast. She'd been doing all of that this afternoon. Yeah, that would be Derek Dugan. She was going through the card. Anyway, talking to D's, let's uh, let's have a bit of dance, shall we? Uh, in yes. the shape of Steve Barnes, the manager of uh, Leddersford Town, that fine football team looking to get into. I've never heard of Leddersford Town. You say, well, you've clearly not read the work of Steve Bruce, the man. Sorry, the former Manchester United centre-half and Newcastle manager. He wrote three books, Striker, Defender and Sweeper, back in the late... Really? Murder Mystery. That's Steve Bruce. He did really. We're not making this up. And uh, we've been serialising Striker for you. Ian Danter, the brilliant impressionist uh, and commentator, is bringing the book to life for us. Let's give you a recap on what's happened so far. I'll give the police a bell, Carberry said. There was a crooked smile on his lips. Eddie Carberry was enjoying this. This was his big chance. When I was headhunted by Leddersford, I jumped at the opportunity. Because I got there before the squad, it was a surprise when I bumped into young Pat Duffy. There was a faraway look in the lad's eyes. What's the trouble, son? I asked. Sure it's nothing, sir, Pat said. His face and the look of fear in his eyes told a different story. So there, there we, there we are then. And uh, yeah, can you uh, hear me, folks? Can you hear me? I can hear you, Paul. Yeah, I think you're still going, Fantastic. still broadcasting. Okay. As far oh, as I know. Okay, yeah. I seem to. I couldn't hear myself for a moment. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, uh, that, let's crack on. Then this is today. Steve Barnes found over uh, the body of his striker holding a knife. What happens next? I strode off to my office. Pat Duffy trailed behind me. There was reluctance in his steps. His body language spoke volumes. Even the way he sat on the seat across from me, shoulders hunched, eyes wary, suggested this was more than girlfriend trouble. So what's the problem, Pat? I asked. 
I glanced at my wristwatch. It was well past nine o'clock. He didn't answer. I repeated my question, but in a different form. If you don't tell me the problem, I can't help you. He took an envelope from the pocket of his jacket. I opened the envelope and read the letter inside. What I read was a mess of ill-written abuse mixed with threats. I placed the letter back inside the envelope and returned it to Pat. Best place for that is the wastebasket, son. But he says he's going to kill me, Duffy said. I laughed out loud. A bloody nutter, I told him. I've had letters like that, especially when I was the skipper at Mulcaster. I went to the door and called for Julie. Julie, see that Pat gets a cup of coffee? I winked at her, letting her know there was nothing serious. I'll give you a lift to the training ground, I said. Young Duffy had not yet learned to drive a car. As he went out, head hanging low as if he'd just missed an important penalty kick, he fished into his pocket and took out the envelope. You keep the letter, sir, he said, and his soft broke. I put the letter in my pocket and thought no more about it right then. Julie closed the door behind them. I checked the time. We were due at the training ground in about 30 minutes. That gave me time to ring my agent in London. My agent works hard on my behalf. Considering the amount of money he creams off the top of everything I earn, he damn well ought to work hard. He's a good guy, and we have a close relationship, based on mutual trust. The call over, I changed into my tracksuit. Exercise would take Duffy's mind off the foolish letter. For some reason, I did not throw the letter in the waste bin where it belonged, but kept it in the pocket of my suit. I attached no importance to the letter. Like I said, it was from a nutter, some sick loner with nothing better to do than make idle threats. <laughs> Steve, Steve was obviously getting a bit of uh, abusive mail. I did love that ill-written abuse mixed with threats. It sounds like our mailbag on this show, doesn't it? It does. I love the idea that the best way to deal with a death threat is just throw it in the bin. Yeah, don't bother to call the police or anything. Well, you know, it's a different way of uh, approaching it, of course. So there oh, we are. Um, I think we get to the end of chapter one uh, tomorrow. It's not the longest of books. Ooh. It's only 128 pages long. It'll probably see us. Still, we've got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. But there are two more. But these are gold dust. I mean, these. I am enjoying it. These change hands for big money. I think our old mate Martin Kellner gave me this. We're very kind of him. I don't know if he got. A Have you got the other two? Have we I only haven't. Got this I've one? only got striker. So I mean, oh, let's see how need, so we need it. We might need maybe it. Maybe <laughs> dipping into defender and, uh, and the sweeper. <laughs> Uh, as well. So anyway, um, let's crack Steve on. Steve might be writing another book. You never well, know. No, he's got time, isn't he? He could, he could follow it up with... Uh, what, what we should, call uh, it? We should try and get him... Defender, <laughs> goalkeeper. He's going to have goalkeeper. goalkeeper. We yeah. should try and get him on, see if he's heard uh, Dance doing it. But uh, yeah. anyway, that's we'll, for later. We'll, we'll try. He did once uh, talk about it in the uh, Sunday Times. He said... Uh, he said the boys on Talksport were taking that <laughs> out of it. We weren't. It's a homage, Steve. This is it is. It's we great. It. We do it with oh, great love, love it. and I hope you enjoy dance. In per- I'm sure some of the boys in the Newcastle dressing room do anyway. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Simon Brodkin, the fine comedian, the man behind some of the highest profile pranks I'd say the last 20 odd years uh, with Seth Blatter and uh, others uh, he's been doing some great work on social media, uh, he was supposed to be touring at the moment we'll chat to him in a few moments time but uh, one of his uh, characters is the uh, professional footballer, top professional footballer, Jason Bent and uh, he took to social media uh, to, to bring us this appeal did Jason uh, over the last couple of days as we all go through this terribly difficult COVID-19 20 season, please spare a thought for Premier League footballers. We've just been asked to take a pay... To take a pay cut? <laughs> so I'm asking you to please give generously to Jason Bent's Panama Bank Account Appeal, especially old people who've got a load of savings and nothing to do for months. Just one of your salaries can help one of us have our car painted gold. We want to raise 6.4 billion quid by Tuesday. Is that us done? Nice. No, right, I'm off out on the last for Jack Grealish. Come on, lads. <laughs> so there we are. Jason B. <laughs> it's uh, very funny. Simon, good afternoon. Yeah, we've raised about 6.1 billion. Looking for a couple more... Um, <laughs> Significant donation, golden balls. We haven't had a check from you, mate, mate, and you don't appear to pay that much tax. So let's get it going, lad. Come on, uh, how are you doing? Yeah, we're mm. good. We're good. Yeah, I mean, I think you've—that's uh, the old zeitgeist, as they call it. I think in light of some of the stories today in the papers. Um, yeah, yeah. they should. <laughs> um, they're probably going to do a charity single for themselves. <laughs> we own the world they'll call it yeah, yeah that's probably that'll be good Fantastic. we are the world yeah perfect yeah, yeah. man perfect I'll give so How are you uh, guys you're not even in the studio right no we're both at home we are we're live from our living rooms uh, this afternoon yeah You've been doing some very funny stuff. You've always wanted yeah that's it. Never what you're doing live. just not able to get out your PJs or get out the house 
I think yeah, you, I think you have to you have to make the effort to get up and get dressed. It's the very least you can do. You've got to keep in a routine. But you've been doing some funny stuff with your kids as well. You're homeschooling at the moment, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's what I'm telling people is going on. But so far, my wife's taken the lead role, and I am the unused supply teacher, waiting and ready in the wings. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's been, I, I mean, listen, to put things in perspective for the whole nation, I've had my tour postponed. So, you know, can you imagine what I'm going through here, guys, compared to other people? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the tour was postponed. Um, then I got the virus. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, um, which hit me, you know, obviously didn't hit me too bad. Obviously, people, you know, everyone gets a different reaction to it, and it was... It was it was um, like a bit like flu for me. I know obviously the disease isn't that, but um, yeah, I guess I got pretty lucky. So that was me holed up uh, back in. So that was a couple of weeks of being laid low-ish, and um, then it was me at home for the first time, and I don't know how long because I just gig and gig and gig, and I'm on this big national tour at the moment. So you know, day one it was kind of introducing myself to my kids. Um, and and then then the virus hit me, and now yeah, I've just been I've just been making some videos. I just my kids as they're trying an English and maths in the living room. I'm running up and down in different outfits and just uh, and telling the kids to be quiet while I do a take. So I'm having um, been a, a bit of fun making the most of a bad situation. I've got um. Uh, Jack Ricks, welcome to his team for the nation with me. Follow me, like me, find my book. Remember, that's what it's all about. Up oh, yes, there, we go. That's it. Just me and me water bottle. Everything's simple. I'm so simple. It's Jack Ricks. Here we go. Today he had a little bit of a breakdown as he realised that he was in an interminable, never-ending. You know, he's asked spot the difference. They spot the difference. You can't, can you? Because every day is the same. I thought it was just going to be a couple of days. I've got to do this every morning. Just jumping up and down. I hate PE. I hate kids. I hate this virus. <laughs> I think what I was saying earlier on, Simon, there's going to be, uh, you've had some pretty high-profile pranks, and there's a few people, one or two you've actually done already, are not covering themselves in glory with what's going on at the moment. So there'll be a few more targets for you, I would imagine, when we're through all of this. Yeah, um, I mean, Boris getting the virus himself, I don't know how that is quite, I mean, I, he, obviously in these, uh, the, 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 these times of crisis, it's been, a, it's been a mad time, hasn't it? It's just been yeah. a mad few weeks. I think everyone wants to just get behind whoever the boss is, but the boss, I don't think he listened to what he was telling everyone else to do. And he's um, now yeah, stuck, stuck at home. Um, which was funny, wasn't it, in his video? He's like, yeah, I want to just let everyone know I'm uh, uh, working from home as uh, recommended. Dude, you live at number 10 Downing Street. You work <laughs> from home every day. That is what you do. You don't have That's to make true. an effort. That's um, true. So, yeah, it's all, it's all just obviously just a mess situation. But, yeah, a few of them have poked their head above the parapet to... Um, 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 to laugh at. I'm doing this little daily video comedian in a car as my wife keeps kicking me out of the house to get a few <laughs> a few precious minutes alone without me being in her face saying, does that take good? Does that take good? Was that, what should I wear? Is this good? Is this funny? What about this wig? So, um, 
Um, yeah, I'm doing a little bit on the news every day, which is which has been fun to do. And um, uh, yeah, what was the government's press briefing yesterday? It was led by Alok Sharma or something, wasn't it? Like yeah. the government has officially run out of people who we've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> like even Boris is like, you know, who is he? This is my Uber driver. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think sake. I think Rylan yeah. Rylan will do one before before we get through this. Rylan <laughs> Rylan will definitely yeah. do one. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do celebrity government press briefings every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and Zep could host it a little bit. Maybe give away some prizes for the only people remaining in cabinet who haven't got the virus yet. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. This is all that's good not stuff. a bad idea. Now, yeah. Simon, uh, yesterday your name cropped up. We were having a chat with Mike Parry, and we're going to oh, play yeah. you a little bit. And you've got to listen. To, you've got to spot the deliberate mistake. Well, yeah, you say deliberate. Here we go. I did a TV show with another doctor called Simon Brodkin. Oh yes, Simon was the guy who handed Mrs. Uh, Thatcher her P forty five. You know, and I had like a fascinating sort of half hour in the green room with Simon. And it, it's almost impossible to to put together the huge intelligence a doctor needs to be able to, you know, ply his trade and qualify and all that kind of stuff with the extraordinary genius of comedy that these guys come out with. Maybe to really have got where I wanted to get in life, I should have gone and got a medical degree first, you know. If yeah. I was a brain surgeon, people might listen to me a bit more. No, they yeah, wouldn't. I don't, I, I don't want him poking about in my brain. Uh, you're, you're much. You're wearing well. If you gave Mrs. Thatcher a P45, I worked it out. You'd, you'd have been twelve. You'd have been yeah. twelve at the time when she re- It was one resigned. of my first ones. It was experimental, and um, yeah, all the co- all the compliments I was getting there from Parry was slightly undermined by him not knowing what century we're in. <laughs> but you are a doctor. You're not the only comedian doctor, of course. But I've, I, I am I, a doctor. Are you coming I out of retirement? And I was. Time. Say that again. Are you coming out of retirement? You've been tempted back in uh, to to the NHS. It's, it's time to prank some patients. Is that what you're, is that <laughs> no, what you're saying? I don't, th- I don't yeah, think no, that's a good. Definitely idea. not. Got corona <laughs> at all, mate. It's a joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, so, funnily enough, oh, yeah, I was a doctor. I did a year as a junior doctor. So, I mean, um, you know, and, and then went for the comedy. I actually am trying to see whether I can um, get back in and give give a little bit back to the nation. Um, oh, wow. And, and um, I was speaking to the GMC yesterday. I've been speaking wow. to someone in the NHS. But I'm so low down on the rung of who they're after. So I've been retired now for so long that first they're bringing back people who have been retired for three years automatically. Then they're going to go five years. Then they're going to go like 10 years. Then they're going to ask people who have watched Casualty a couple of times before they eventually give me a ring because they know I will be so clueless. I might actually bring down the, you know, the curve has gone up thanks to Dr. Brodkin stepping back on towards six. It would be it'd be like you'd, you're out you're out of the loop that long. It'd be where's the leeches? I need to do some letting on this man. It'd be great, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. It reminds me of that first um, stunt I did on Thatcher and some of the techniques that we were using back <laughs> in them days. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. David Beckham's been getting some clog from his Instagram followers for having coleslaw uh, with his bangers mm. and mash uh, and gravy. And beans, um, and you've been uh, telling us about some of your um, foodie foibles um, that, that got you in trouble. I mentioned my old stepdad; he used to like these sugar butties, and um, well, this comes from Steve in Reading. We used to have the sugar butties as well when we were kids. 
Except the bread wasn't spread with butter, but with lard. Oh, yeah. Make oh, it healthier. God. I think it made the sugar... A lard and sugar sandwich. I mean, don't, I shouldn't have to tell you don't try that at home, but really... That's bad. Don't, do not try that. There was a war on kids. Uh, that's why people ate like that, because they didn't, they didn't see a banana for 20 years. Although, oddly, that was between 1974 and 1994, so I don't know how that happened. No idea. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Noel Gallagher, of course, big City fan, and uh, he'll obviously feel the, the loss of Eddie Large as well. But he's been saying that he's a diehard fan of wrestling legend Hulk Hogan. He, he joked that the, following the U.S. star's life lessons, that he followed the U.S. star's life lessons, saying it was eat your vitamins, do this, which I can't say, do drugs, abuse steroids, go to church and everything will be fine. I've lived my life with that creed ever since and here I am. I remain to this day a confirmed Hulkamaniac. But then the Daily Star felt they had to put this. Hogan 66, real name Terry Bollea, has denied claims that he bedded hookers and has never confirmed coke usage. Well, thanks very much for that. Oh, okay. news. They've, cleared, they've cleared that one uh, They've cleared that up. Us. <laughs> Good. Marvellous. Um, anything else for us, Andy? Oh, yeah, I think so. Uh, what have we got here? We've got uh, Eric Dyer, who has been doing uh, gardening. I'm sure you saw this boy in the sun today. Gardening uh, with Eric Dyer. Of... That sounds like one for Mike Walt. Sounds like <laughs> I'd watch that. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> He's been pottering in the garden. The green-fingered Tottenham Ace, I don't know how they know that, has planted more than 20 shrubs outside his home. Down-to-earth midfielder Eric posted a video on Instagram of his greenery, uh, calling it today's lineup. Uh, he previously shared clips of himself in the garden playing basketball with teammate Deli Alley in this bit. In February, he showed he was a man of the people by flying to Morocco on EasyJet. Well, there we go. <laughs> what other way could you? Also, it doesn't, make, do... you, doesn't make you green-fingered when you play basketball in a garden with Deli Alley, does it? Doesn't make you, doesn't make you Alan Titchmarsh, does it? You just happen to be in the garden. It's not being in the garden taking penalties against somebody. It doesn't, it's, just, it's by he, the by, isn't it? He is one of those footballers, Eric, that's got a bit more about him, if you know what I mean. He was, yeah. he was great to meet uh, out in Russia and, of course, had the honour of playing darts against him. And Yeah, uh, yeah he's a good man, no question about it. So, uh, fair enough. Yeah, that's right. So um, you've been telling us about your little foodie foibles uh, this afternoon. David Beckham has been getting clog uh, for um, putting coleslaw on his sausage and mash gravy and beans. And it's the bleeding, the bleeding of the slaw sauce into the gravy and bean juice, which has so appalled people on Instagram. They've got nothing better Why? to worry about at the moment. I've got I no know, idea. exactly. Uh, our old mate Mark Carter says chocolate bar sandwiches. Not proud of it. But it was known for me to throw my ham in the bin and replace it with a Kit Kat from my lunchbox in primary school. <laughs> Two bits of bread, Kit Kat in the middle. Bob's your uncle. Uh, good afternoon, Mark. Keep safe. Thanks for getting in touch today. I, I've got to read this from Bunbury Roger, Roger Dakin. He said he loved, like your dad, he loved sugar sandwiches, white yeah. bread, butter and white sugar. Um, bit of a problem now because he's got diabetes, so he can't eat them now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's it, really. Okay, no, something else was just another serious thing that I won't read it's, out. It's, I, think, I do think it's a bit of a war thing. I do think it was a bit of that, that they lived, probably the people of that sort of generation lived through a time, you know, when you just, you know, that was, that's all you could get. So I think that was probably uh, part of the issue there. But look, you can keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Some of your little f- uh, foodie foibles and let's make Bex feel better about uh, some of the stuff that's been the appalled people out there who are so up. Weetabix and butter. 
someone's dad's, it's B's dad's. Wheat a bits and oh, butter, no. Andy. What do you reckon? Are you quite in the mood for disgusting. that? Disgusting. That doesn't no, sound no, great. Okay. Horrible. Cornflakes and salad cream sandwiches. Don't knock it till you tried it, says Adam. No, I'm knocking it, Adam. I'm knocking it. But um, I noticed today. Not prepared, go- not prepared to try it. Yes. Going through the birthdays today, I noticed that uh, Professor Christopher Hazlitt, it's his birthday today. Oh, and he thinking, like, yeah, the Hazlitt. Hazlitt. We used to talk about that on the show. I don't think anybody eats Hazlitt. I suppose people do. I've never heard of anybody eating it lately. I don't, I don't think they even still make it. Let's bring but, back uh, Hazlitt. Well, why not? <laughs> it could be all the rage. The only thing, we look back. Give it a couple yeah, we of weeks. Back, we look back on the coronavirus, and one of the, one of the positive takeaways from it, as if there were any, was the fact that Hazlitt had its renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, it's what, a kind of spam, isn't it, Hazlitt? What, yeah, what the is cheap, it? spammy treat, the sun would call it, I think, in years to come oh, when, right, okay. uh, when we have National Hazlitt Day. Ketchup on curry, says Leon. That's not on. Don't uh, do that's that, disgusting. Leon. That's not a great idea, is it? Marmite and marmalade sandwiches. Sweet and sour, says Tony. No, you're all right, mate. Uh, I'll give I'll pass on that one. Baked <laughs> beans, touching my egg in a fry-up. Yuck, says Matt in Braintree. Oh, no, so, I like that. that it's that thing. It's that. It's 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 bleeding. It's it's that's what upsets people so much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport, and uh, joining us now to look ahead to tonight from a TV perspective, Brighton and Hove Albion fan, and uh, the Stars TV preview, Mr. Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Hi, guys. So, um, there's a show on tonight in uh, ITV, I believe. Uh, Gordon Gino. Yes. There are several. I mean, it's more than one. <laughs> Thank you. It could, like a telethon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gordon, <laughs> Gino and Fred. Uh, colon, uh, American. Not their colons, obviously. No. That's, a, that's, a, that's <laughs> an endoscope. That's well, a Channel 4 show. I think that's um, a DVD, DVD extra. Yeah. Actually. This is it. Gordon, Gino and Fred. Colon, American yeah. Road Trip. Yeah. Gordon Ram- They've done a few of these now. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, uh, Gina DeCampo and Fred Sirix. Um, together at last it's basically you know three food loving blokes going yeah. off and and it's it's sort of tried i don't know it's kind of almost trying to be like a sort of um food version of top gear you know three yeah. guys who perhaps uh, you know ought to know better being a bit leery on a on a road trip somewhere or other and um it somebody at some point or other has probably thrown them together and it doesn't quite gel, gel in the way you might <laughs> you, you might imagine but they seem to have a great time um they did one at christmas and they did one last year where they each took the other two to their home country so they did italy france and obviously um, um scotland in gordon ramsay's case Right, so they, you say you said they've done three of those, even though you think it doesn't quite work as I a don't relationship. Think it works. I mean, you know, you know obviously, I, I, to me, it looks it looks like it's sort of been designed by committee. I mean, they have a great time, but I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of mm. just watching blokes sort of larking around. I mean, you know, these are these are food blokes, and first and foremost, I don't think of Gordon Ramsay as somebody whose charm is his number one strength. If I'm honest, his humour. You know, right. I don't think I don't no. I don't automatically think great comedy when I think Gordon. And Ramsey, I think of you know very very good chef who um, who swears quite a lot. That's what springs to mind, and I think that's most people. So him put together with these other two, and they're driving around. As, so basically, they get a, um, uh, one of these sort of motorized caravans, and they're traveling yeah. around America, starting off in Mexico, and you know they drive badly and they get into scrapes, and there's a lot of swearing and a lot of teasing and a lot of banter, and uh, it's 20 minutes into the show before they do anything remotely resembling cooking. Uh, which at which point they just sort of shouted at each other as to who's doing it wrong etc there was a little bit earlier on 
where they sort of have a sort of slightly alpha male macho chili eating contest. Right. Um, and I've, I don't know. You know, it's, I'm sure there are lots of people. There must be lots of people. who <laughs> must be public demand that's brought it back for, you know, this, this later series because it isn't mine. Well, what are you recommending it for then? If you don't like it, I don't just like right. I just like warning people. I don't see my column in 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 the Star and the always as necessary recommendations so much as sort of you know things that people need to know are there just to, so they can give it a good swerve if need be. Maybe they'll cook with Hazlitt tonight because Hazlitt apparently Andy is far more ubiquitous than you claimed earlier on. It, we don't need to bring Hazlitt back. It's all over the place like a, a rash. Yeah, Darren says I had Hazlitt in my sandwiches today. Beautiful, very popular in Lincolnshire. Still sell oh, Hazlitt in Mocha, most of the butchers in Yorkshire, says Adrian. Waitrose good. sell Hazlitt. Love it, says Dave the Chelsea fan. Hazlitt is, Hazlitt is sold in um, Asda. And, is it? Uh, so there we are. Where? Breaking, Where breaking news. Which, 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 which not... department? <laughs> in the Hazlitt department. Yeah, not obviously Hazlitt Professor... Isle. <laughs> Not Professor Christopher Hazlitt, of course. And, of course, you've now got the Great British Menu. Which, oh, this, uh, yeah. This has been going on for a while, actually. <clears throat> it's always, I, I like the fact that for, I've no idea why it's called. It slightly annoys, annoys me that it's called Great British Menu and not the Great British Menu. I don't know why that annoys me, but I'm very pedantic about things like that. Anyway, yeah, this has been going for several years now, and it's basically professional chefs from around the country. It's done on a sort of regional basis. Yeah. So each week you have three episodes of it focusing on chefs from a different part of the uh part of britain uh, so one week it'll be sort of the southwest one week it'll be wales etc 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 and the theme for the entire series because the winners will put together a special banquet mm. um is uh children's literature of all kinds it's a celebration of children's literature of all yeah. so, so i think next week somebody's doing sort of alice alice through the looking glass or something or other or enid blyton tonight there's a bloke who reckons he's going to replicate uh desperate dan's cow pie as, as featured in the <laughs> late lamented dandy, Ooh, dandy comic. <laughs> sorry. Have you choked on your dad? Go on, Andy. No, that was sorry. fantastic. Cool. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, my, keep going. My ears are ringing. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Desperate Dancing. Now, sorry. I don't know about you, but I, growing up, have a, have an image in my head when you say Desperate Dan's Cow Pie, which mm. surely has horns poking through the pastry. Is that That's right? a health and safety nightmare. Yeah. Of course it oh, did. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. What about, uh, yeah, what about Harry Potter shrimps? Very good. Yeah, I don't think you have to do it as a pun. Yeah, I mean you can. I don't think there's any rules. Thank you, caller. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, this guy deconstructs a desperate down part. You know, deconstruct, which is basically you make something and you take all the bits of it that should be together and put them apart on the plate. So the pastry yeah. is separate from everything else. Now I think in a, in a proper oh, yeah. cow pie, you need horns. You need horns through the pastry, and the pastry needs to be the lid. It doesn't need to be a separate little sort of dainty bit on the side of the plate that, that serves. It looks like a sort of giant. Poppadom or something. I'm not a I'm not a fan of these deconstructed. I went no. out for a meal once. Everything it was so deconstructed that. that the it said scallops on the it said scallops on the menu and it came as dust. It was like scallop dust. Really? It was like reduced. I was thinking, what's the point? Dust. Anyway, was go. it just I, dust or was it dust and something else? Because that's no, that's not a meal. Dust. Is it? That's 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 a, that's a great restaurant idea, isn't it? Just, just dust. dust. Yes. Uh, just dust. Basically, all your food, yeah. all your food reduced to dust. All and those people could... that like their steak very well done. 
we basically take it a stage further, and they have it. They have it basically. You know what? You'd want obviously some tap water with that, wouldn't you? I know. Just, just dust. <laughs> Master Chef's doing a lot of beetroot dust. The last few nights, beetroot dust. I mean, I hate beetroot. So the idea that there's beetroot dust all over the plate, it looks like paintballs or somebody, somebody sort of splattered a paint, put sort of purple paintball thing on people. But that's mm. the that's the thing. On top of that strange thing where they put sort of different coloured petals on food. They're now doing beetroot. So, yeah, dust could be the thing. And I can yeah. actually, to be perfectly honest, I can see parts of London where that would be a big hit. Yeah. Uh, you know, once the restaurants can open up again, I can sort of visualise the sort of clientele who would go in there and uh, and sing the praises of the dust-based menu. I'll, I'll do Hazlitt dust just for Andy. I'll do a special <laughs> for him. Yeah, they yeah, won't have yeah, that in Asda. No. Now, um, they've, they've announced the lineup for the forthcoming series of SAS uh, celebrity SAS, Who Dares yes, Wins? Yes. Uh, as Ant Middleton desperately tries to put his PR campaign back together <laughs> after <laughs> oh, some of his sake. recent tweets, certainly <laughs> yeah. in, the, in light of the last couple of weeks. But um, I've got the lineup for you. Do you, oh, have, thank you. Seen, have you seen it? I, I, well, I, yeah, I've got the press release from Channel 4 yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Just some um, of the people you might know. John Fashion, who big fash is in there. Mm. Uh, Anthea Turner. Um, who else have we got? Katie Price, she's uh, doing it. Brendan Cole, off Strictly. Tony yeah, Bellew, Evertonian and, of course, fine uh, retired boxer. Um, Helen Skelton, TV's Helen Skelton. Yeah. DJ Locksmith, not a locksmith. Of course, we know he's <laughs> been in the one, yeah. He's from Rudimental. He's very good. Nice no, good fella. man. Yeah, uh, Lauren Stedman. Is, uh, do you know of Lauren Stedman? Uh, uh, Paralympian athlete. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just Joey Essex. Yeah, you take Joey you Essex. Know, Joey, of course. I keep, you, as soon as you said, uh, to be honest, my, my mind just sort of froze as soon as you said Katie Price. I haven't really been able to concentrate. Uh, <laughs> I since, know. Since then. Tough booking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Joey yeah. Essex, who famously went into the jungle, of course, and took, you know, and, and t- revealed how he didn't know how to tell the time. That's, that's yeah. the thing that I can't remember. Well, I wonder, no, I wonder how he'll get on with the SAS boys. Uh, Joe, I might as well finish it off. I don't want to make anybody oh, feel... Okay. Him, uh, Yasmin Evans, uh, no, she's a DJ. Yeah. Um, uh, Jack uh, Maynard, he's a YouTuber. I'm sure Andy follows his channel. And uh, Nikki Sanderson as well. Uh, From, yeah. I'm so glad when they put these press releases out, they do put the label next to the name. So, yeah, so Hollyoaks actress. So that we uh, can all know. Um, of course, I knew all those yeah. anyway, because I've got my finger on the pulse. But, I mean, Fash, um, Fash no. and Tony, you would imagine, will do a good job yes. in that. You know, Tony's a, a hard man, obviously used to a bit of, you know, as a boxer going into a camp. And talking Men- boxers, Helen yeah. Skelton, who, of course, did some boxing, didn't she? Yeah, of course she, boxed, she did. That's um, true. Yeah, yeah. What's her name from Love Island a couple of years ago? Also. Yeah. So there we are. Just uh, something to look forward to. Andy. Well, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah, not for me. Now, uh, looking back. <laughs> well, that's, that that's that dealt with. Well, I'm more two with, I'm more, yeah, go on. Uh, it sounds like the worst program in the universe. But anyway, I've never watched it, so I'm sure it's fine. Now, <laughs> I'd love to see you night. in it, Andy. You'd be brilliant in it, you and, oh, you yeah. and Anne and the gang. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Marvellous. Uh, last night, we watched, on your recommendation, The Trouble with Maggie Cole. I quite enjoyed it. Yep. Um, what the Trouble the with Joe was... Cole? You should have watched that, Andy. It was on Chelsea <laughs> yeah, TV. Chelsea TV. That would have been good. But my wife's very unhappy because she thinks the whole thing's built on a flimsy premise. It is. Ah. And she, she spent the rest, after the, about the hour after the program, just texting all her friends and saying, this is built on a flimsy premise. In other words, the, the boxing injury that it all hinges on 
Dawn French could not have not known about this for 10 years. It's just not conceivable, isn't it? So the whole thing just sort of falls down. There are it. several, there are several frimsy, uh, frimsy, flimsy, frimsy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The whole boxing industry. Yeah, completely. Why would that be? Why would that have just been kept under wraps for 10 years? Uh, I love the fact that people listening to this, I think, what on earth are they talking about? Um, because it's episode <laughs> well, five. Right. And if you haven't watched it, but um, yeah. And the episode, if you want more flimsy premises, if that's the right plural, then episodes yeah. one and two, absolutely crammed with them so um, go okay. back if you want to well you know people say that about what this whole show <laughs> what yeah, are they yeah, talking about so flimsy premise <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it in Mike. all honesty in all honesty <laughs> I've never had a problem with flimsy but other than saying it yeah <laughs> flimsy premises we've had a few variations on that now oh, it's a lovely girl <laughs> now how to make the trainer this is this is quite sporty oh, this, this, interesting this is on I think 8 o'clock tonight channel 4 this is a, this is a stand in for a series that's uh, already BBC started BBC 4 yeah, BBC oh, Four. Yes. Oh, oh, BBC Four. Sorry. So, what it is is there are two series that were there was going to be the latest in the How to Beat Health series on Channel okay. Four. That's right. been postponed for now. But fortunately, there was another How to starting on BBC Four, continuing actually on BBC Four. How to make right. last week it was I think last week was the toothbrush, which for some reason I missed. Uh, but this week, the trainer. So it's this woman who's uh, a design and materials engineer called Zoe Laughlin, and she's very sort of eccentric and, and quite good fun. So each week she takes something that sort of we take for granted in mm. our sort of everyday lives yeah. and, and uh, deconstructs it, not to dust, but to its sort of constituent <laughs> parts. Did you know there are 65 different parts to your average trainer? Didn't or 130 know. if you have a pair of them. And she basically pulls them apart. And the idea is that she wants to see how it's made so that she can then go about making her own version. So it's, you get to know... And it's quite genuinely interesting because you, you get to see the, the history of the trainer. The first train, apparently, 1890, used for playing really? tennis. Yeah, that she, she, she sees one of those. Um, although they sort of argue that Henry VIII, sort of, because he liked playing real tennis, what, was, what he wore was a sort of trainer, but probably not as we know it. It's fair to say. A pair, pair of was... Nike Henry VIIIths. They'd be quite, <laughs> yeah. quite sought after, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah. With the V111 no, I... down the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could be good. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Yeah. Say something you about were talking trainers. about trainers. You know about trainers, Andy. You could yeah, enlighten us on trainers. I, I do know about trainers, but I forget. Oh, yes. Chuck, uh, does Chuck Taylor get a mention? Because uh, I think he from Converse, wasn't he sort of a big Converse are mentioned. Actually, yeah, Converse yeah. are mentioned because that's sort of, obviously, if you're doing the historical part of it, yeah. And they actually look very similar to what you'd go out and buy now. Right. Um, Interesting enough, she matches, what she actually does at the end of the program, she, she, the part of the process is getting the history of it and, and deconstruct it, and then she makes her own, and you know, to, just out of, and, but she's quite good fun, so it's not too earnest about it, and then you see what she makes at the end, and she puts them on, and spoiler alert, she really does actually quite like them, they do look a bit mad, uh, they look okay. like if you're playing a, wearing a pair of sort of white trainers, and if you've, you, you, know, you know when you drop an omelette on the kitchen floor, and you stand on it in your bare feet? That's <laughs> that's a very. I wouldn't well, open with that, Mike. No. That's a very. That's a very, very specific. Very, <laughs> very specific, specific. You know. Do you know we've all I'll done it, haven't we? I think I'll, I'll, I'll try the, it later. I think the list. I think the listeners have all been. Um, yeah. So she looks like she's done that on with both feet. Oh, okay. okay. Brilliant. Fantastic. Fair enough, yeah. Mike. It's, it's, it's not a great look, but maybe. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talksport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, we will be back tomorrow from one. We'll have the clips of the week and a whole lot more besides. So I hope you're all keeping safe and well. And we will catch up with you then. If you can't listen to the show, of course, the podcast, the H&J Daily, will be available uh, at around five o'clock tomorrow with the clips of the week. 
podcast as well. Take care. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.